0: My first sales calls were with YouTube viewers of my channel from like the last five years. So they were actually more like mega fans. We have no great war, no great depression. Our great war is a spiritual war. Oh, you you wanted to ask me how was my first sales experience Um,
1: before or as I was building my business? Yeah, what was... Because I'm so curious because I jumped into the game doing... I had the drop shipping, I had the um, mobile car washing business, the real estate, but I guess I jumped into the game focused in on sales and I don't know, from your business it might have been focused in on something else and then sales is something, I don't know if it was done intentionally or you're just having conversations, so I'm just so curious on that experience.
0: Yeah, so it was funny when you, I wanted to bring this up, but you were talking about how, you asked me if I'd ever done cold calls and I was like, no. Mm But uh, my problem, funny enough, and I'll explain why, is actually I had the opposite. I had the opposite, the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. My first sales calls were with YouTube viewers of my channel from like the last five years. So they were actually more like mega fans. Mm -hmm. Rather than cold calling. Yeah, they were like mega fans. They'd watched all my videos for like years. Mm -hmm. And I was learning from... um this course that I've got is Sam ovens course his like consulting accelerator thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, the way that that script is written in that course back in the day, uh, when he was still selling it, was like, it was like a 12 step script. And he, I mean, the reason he wrote it that way is because he didn't think that people like his target niche was not people who had 170,000 subscriber YouTube channels. His mm-hmm. niche was like mom and pops who want to start a consulting business. So mm-hmm. a, a lot of them would be like sp- basically cold calling or doing sales um and had never done sales before so he had to like really have a script that was very controlling so my first sales experience was reading an extremely control controlled uh script to ex- an extremely warm audience <laughs> So you, you you already know like how fucking yeah. awkward that mu- that must have been <laughs> for me and for them because here's this just like just just amped up kid basically like 18 year old kid and I also didn't realize 18 year olds like don't really have money mm-hmm. um, and so I'm talking to like 17 18 year old kids and like they've been following me for years and then I get on and I'm like I'm like chit chat for two minutes okay um, <laughs> where are you calling in from? <laughs> and then it's like, unpack the problem. Okay. Well, what motivated you to book this call today? All right. What's the, like, you know, it's just like, it was so painfully awkward. I did it for like 30 days, I think. Um, uh-huh. and I had no problem like booking calls cause everyone just wanted to talk to me, but I was, I made no sales. And I think I just pissed a lot of my own followers off cause they were like, mm-hmm. wait, you want me to, you two thousand dollars like i don't have any money dude like i just what what the fuck like it was just so weird and uncalibrated um and then i i honestly gave up for a long time and then Mm -hmm. i had another mentor that pushed me to get back into it Mm -hmm. and sort of gave me a different angle on how to do the calls which was just a lot more conversational and like understanding that these kids just like kind of wanted to be more like me Mm -hmm. um and that's why they were watching my videos and i didn't even have an offer like my offer was i have a group do you like arlen's youtube videos do you want to talk to him a couple times a week okay bye and um yeah. So I didn't have an offer. It was just like, do you want to be with me sometimes? And on a zoom call, just hang out. And like, <laughs> yeah. And other people, that was it. Like, do you, it was basically, do you think I can help you with X? Okay. Bye. So I did that. And just a lot more like organic style of sales calls, mm-hmm. um, rather than super scripted. And in my head, I was, I actually was thinking like, can I actually help this person? So yeah. I think I made like 10 grand in the first week. Um, the product was
1: 2,500 at the time. And I was like, wow, that's great. You know, how did that um, feel? How did that feel with that first 10 grand week?
0: Well, I mean, I'd made a good amount of money before cause I had done merch and stuff. Uh-huh. So I had made like 60 grand in like a few days, but then the, the margins on that were probably like, I really made like 35 or 40 grand. Um, and that, so I was used to kind of being able to do that. So it wasn't like new to money, but pure in like info product, no costs involved other than like Stripe fees mm-hmm. to just kind of pull money out of thin air was definitely eye opening. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. And so that, that kind of leads back to like one of the biggest pieces of advice Alex gave me was like actually care. And then understanding, because I think every salesperson goes through that journey where they see the script, they read the script and then realize, oh, this is very awkward. But if you can see the script, understand, because they weave sales psychology into every script. Like that's how they write, typically if it's a good script. So then if you can unpack and understand, why do you, why do you say this in the intro? This is the tonality you use. How do you set the frame of the call and then actually care about the person? Then you can just take take it to the next level and have it feel organic and not have it feel super weird. And When you get to the close, it's easier to close because you're actually listening and understanding the person rather than just trying to do these tacky objection handling tactics that just come off yeah. a little bit. Wrong.
0: Yeah, so to, to kind of um, talk a bit on that and also bring the story sort of up to where it is now, um, I realized that part of what I needed to do was pretty quickly get uh, someone to do the sales calls for me because Mm -hmm. I like as the brand that I built like I shouldn't really be the one selling like I should kind of like not like good cop bad cop but like my mentor at the time was like you know you you need like a money hungry sales guy who can like twist people's arm and it doesn't really reflect poorly on you Mm -hmm. so I had I had a guy like that for a while and um. That's when I started getting into like, you know, 40, 50, 60 grand months. And it was cool, but it was also still very forced. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I started kind of taking it into my own hands more. And I stopped working with that mentor. And I brought on someone who had basically just been a diehard fan follower of mine who had Mm -hmm. zero sales experience, but had just such a good heart and like wanted to help. And he was he also had bought my mentorship program too um and i could just tell like this guy just really wants to fucking help people Mm -hmm. and like i told him when he first started doing calls i was like listen like not gonna give you a script all i want you to do is just you've taken my course like you've been on calls with me you've seen how i can help people um when you get on calls with guys just genuinely listen to them and just imagine like okay could arlen help this guy Mm -hmm. that's it and then that's pretty much where we are now is um I have a couple guys on the team that are just really good dudes and like they wouldn't sell someone on my offer if they didn't think it could really help them. So yeah,
1: which is great, and that's the same thing because when you're you're talking about I think the skill set's super important to develop, but also the conviction in the product. Yeah, and that's really interesting yeah. that you took someone from your program because most of the people who sold at gym launch and sell at gym launch are former clients. Uh, interesting. So they've been through it. They scaled their gym to a million a year, sold their gym or still have their gym on the side. So when they jump into it, they're so convicted in the product and they know it works Yeah. that they can talk to that person. And then it just takes, okay, this is why you say these certain things. This is how you hold the frame of the conversation. If they give you this objection. It's probably a smoke screen. This is how you loop around it and actually get to the real thing to help that person. Right. right? Right. That's interesting that you took someone from the program that like actually convicted in what you do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it's the same thing with the second guy. Like a lot of guys that join Tribe Accelerator, you know, they want a a solid group of like guy friends that they can travel with Mm -hmm. and you know, meet chicks and such. And so this guy JT, who was in my course, like he did a trip to Bali with a bunch of guys in the program and like went from pretty shy like kid with not a ton of friends to Mm -hmm. now he's in bali with like the cute chicks and like the cool dudes and like that's exactly what everyone a lot of guys want that end up joining and so when he's on the call it's like it's the easiest sell for him he's like oh (laughs) you want to like go to whatever Saint tropez with a bunch of cool dudes who make money too and like okay yeah like here's what i did so yeah push button solution
1: yeah, he just like shows his Instagram. He's like, "Yeah, this is it. This is how yep.
0: I did it." <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Hope you're enjoying this
0: channel and these videos. If you like them, you can subscribe right here. There's a whole playlist about how to build a social circle from scratch right here with really high quality content. And then right here, you can learn about how I help men in Tribe Accelerator build a circle from scratch of high value men and women.